Okay, stay stay standing for just a second. I just just indulge me with one thing. All right. After I count to three, I would like everybody to go. Yeah. All right. After I count to three, one, two, three. Thank you very much. You can be seated. My wife's going to ask me how it went, and I'm going to tell her I got a standing ovation. So thank you for doing that for me. Uh, my name is Bill Bundy. It's great to be at Lubbock Christian University. This is a place that I've been associated with since 1974, and I love it. Uh, and I want to talk to you a little bit about my experience at, at Lubbock Christian this morning. You know, when I was here, I was a secondary education major. And I wanted to be a coach and a teacher. And I still think being called coach and being called teacher are two of the greatest compliments anyone can ever have. I think they're great professions and we need great coaches and we need great teachers. And in my senior year when I was kind of looking to do student teaching, I got an opportunity to go to a little town called Whitherall, Texas. Anybody heard of Whitherall, Texas? Not many, all right. Jody Redding has because her husband actually grew up in Whitherall and I coached him that year. But I was a coach at Whitherall, Texas, and the only kind of thing that was difficult about that is Whitherall played six-man football, and I'd never seen a six-man football game in my life. And then to kind of complicate that, uh, I was the head coach of the junior high football team. I was the head coach of all the junior high basketball teams, assistant football coach, head track coach in high school, and assistant basketball coach. So I coached pretty much every sport at Whitherall. But I'd never seen a six-man football game, and I only had two eighth graders that had played in the six-man football game. And you might think that that would be a recipe for disaster, and you might be right. Uh, the first six-man football game I ever watched, I was on the sidelines as a head coach. And Whit Earl played a team called Cotton Center, and they beat us 66-0. to zero. 66 to 0. And if you know anything about six-man football, they have this thing called the mercy rule, which means if a team is ahead by 45 points or more at halftime or any time after that, the game is over. So they beat us 66 to nothing in one half. Okay? No mercy. All right, that mercy rule did not help me at all. Okay? 66 to nothing. Their coach never pulled their starting team. And they beat us 66 to nothing. I'm not a good loser. All right? I hate losing. And if my kids were here, they would tell you I never let them beat me in anything while they were growing up. To this day, if I think they can beat me, I'm not going to play them because I don't want to get beat by my kids. I don't want to get beat by anybody. But I was livid, folks. I mean, I was angry. And I said some things to the other coach that I know I shouldn't have said. And I went back and apologized to him later, but as I was walking over to talk to this junior high football team that just got crushed 66 to nothing, and I mean this, I think God's spirit came down on me. Because when I started looking at their faces as they were sitting there, and they were hot and sweaty because they'd been chasing these guys all half, you know. Uh, that's all they did the whole game was chase somebody on defense that they didn't catch because they scored. And I looked in the faces of those kids, and I can still see them, Gabino Salinas, Rodney Lorenz, Donnie Stafford. I mean, I still remember these kids, Cruz Band. I still remember these kids. And I just looked at them and I said, men, because that's, that's what you do. When you coach a junior high team and you got your team in front of you, they're men. I said, men, we won 11 plays today. 
We're going to learn how to win every play, play by play, and we're going to be okay. And that's all I said. Because, see, the miracle of that game was they scored 11 touchdowns, but they did not score one extra point. We won 11 plays. So just kind of remember that. I think about that and I'm like, you know, what is it that kind of helped me not be yelling and screaming at a time when I was so angry and upset about getting beat so bad? And, and I will tell you something. It all kind of goes down, comes back to this place. Because, you see, when I was here, there was a time when there was a group of people that asked me to come to a meeting and the reason they wanted me to come to this meeting, and it was people from the interclub council, it was some people from the administration, and it was some of the teachers. And the reason they wanted me to come to this meeting is they wanted to say, hey, you know what? You are not following any of the rules at Lubbock Christian. You no longer are a part of Lubbock Christian. You need to pack your stuff and you need to go home. That was what the intent of that meeting was, and that was my freshman year. But there was a teacher there named Lester Perrin who stood up and said, wait a minute. That's not what we're here for. This is where he belongs. I don't think Lester Perrin, to the day he died, ever understood how much those words, this is where he belongs, meant to me at that time. But it was an amazing change. I didn't change that much, though. I've always told people, you know, I think God always had my heart, but Satan had the rest of me for a long time. And I can remember going to the... American Heritage Building in the auditorium there, doing a class called New Testament Survey. Do they still do New Testament Survey here? All right. It, every freshman, I think, had to take it. And I went to New Testament Survey's 8 o'clock class, which was amazing I made it, but I did. And I had a teacher, Dr. Ted Carruth. And Brother Ted Carruth, after he finished, some guy that was sitting close to me goes up to Brother Carruth and says, Brother Carruth, someone needs to talk to him. And he points to me. And he said, because I can smell alcohol on him. And I was like, you wouldn't know alcohol if they busted a keg of it over your head, buddy. I mean, I was upset with this guy. What was he doing telling on me? But here comes Brother Carruth. And here I'm going, here he goes. And Brother Carruth comes over. He puts his hands on my shoulders and he says, son, is there anything I can do to help you? If you're hungry, I'll take you out and get you something to eat. But do you need anything? Is there anything that you really need? And then he did something that had never happened to me before. He prayed over me. After someone was trying to get me in trouble, you know, one of my teachers came up to me and he, and he prayed for me. I'd never had that happen before. But it wasn't just the teachers. When I was at Lubbock Christian University, I sailed on the good ship Tuscarora. All right. I was in sub-T-16. I am a proud suburb. I will always be a proud suburb. And I was still struggling with what the things I was doing. We had a skipper who was engaged to get married, and he kept asking me, instead of Bill going out and doing these stupid things that you're doing every night, why don't you just come out with me and my fiance? Why don't you just go out with us and spend some time with us and stay out of trouble for maybe a night or two? And he pestered me so much about it, I finally agreed I'd do it. But then the day came that I was going to go out with him and his fiance, and I was in my room in the dorms, and I told my roommate, hey, if he shows up, tell him I'm not here. And I went downtown to a place called Uncle Nasty's, all right, and it was appropriately named, pretty nasty place, all right, here's a bar. He came to the room, my roommate told him where I was, long story short, he comes and he yanks me out of the bar at Uncle Nasty's, 
brings me back to the dorms. And I'm in his room, and I'm cursing at him, and I'm yelling. I'm calling him all kinds of names because I'm mad at him. And I know the one thing that he really hates is cigarette smoke. And I took a cigarette out of my pocket, and I lit a cigarette up in his dorm room. Times have changed, all right? But I lit a cigarette up in his dorm room. And he looked up at me, and he said, Bill, he said, let me have a hit off that cigarette. And I said, oh, get out of here. You don't smoke. He said, well, maybe I'll learn to, and maybe that's one thing that we can do together. So I took the cigarette out of my mouth. I handed it to him. This guy, the skipper of sub tea, puts that lit cigarette in his mouth, chews it up, eats it, and swallows it. And I'm like, man, you are nuts, Terry. You're crazy. What are you doing? And I'll never forget, he looked at me and he said, Bill, I would walk through hell for you if it would help you to become the person you know you need to be. And those three things, and I could tell you more stories like that, all right? Those three things showed me that there were people that cared about me on this campus, all right, that tried to give me the support that I needed to get me through some things. And I think that led a lot to this discussion that I had with these young junior high football players at Winharrow. Now, let me fast forward to you four years to that football team. So their first game, they got beat 66 to nothing. Three weeks later, that team that beat us 66 to nothing, we played them again, and we beat them 32 to 14. Yeah, you can clap about that. Four years later, these kids were seniors in high school and juniors in high school, and they're playing for the state championship for the state of Texas in six-man football. And I, my wife and I, we go to that game. And after the game... I'm congratulating everybody, and I'm hugging these kids, and they're still calling me coach. And I love that. I love being called coach. And I went up, and this kid, Scott Gage, and I hugged him. And I said, Scott, great game. You guys won the championship. This is what he said. He looked at me, and he said, Coach, we learned how to win one play at a time, and we're okay. Of all the things from getting beat 66 to nothing, the thing that this kid remembered was, we're going to win one play at a time, and we're going to be okay. I think what I did was give them a little bit of hope, folks. Instead of kicking them when they're down, I gave them hope. Les Perrin, Dr. Carruth, Terry Cartwright, what they did, instead of berating me when I was at my worst, they didn't condone the things I was doing, but they affirmed that I was a person that God wanted. They affirmed that. Let me just tell you something, people, and if you don't remember anything else... We all need a little help. We all need a little hope. We all need someone to believe in, and we need someone to believe in us. I was blessed that I found all four of those things in my time at Lubbock Christian University. And my hope is for you that you find those same four things, a help, a hope, someone to believe in, and people that believe in you. Y'all have a great day. You're dismissed.